Greetings, Earthlings. Thank you for joining me on the trail today. My name is Ryan Witherspoon, and I am your host of Summit to Soul Mountain. In this episode, Alyssa Scott joins me on the trail, and we get to the storytelling, and it was a real rip on life. Alyssa is the founder of Maximum Potency, which helps online coaches maximize their revenue while creating genuine connection and impact with sales. Yo, this was such a fun conversation to hear the adventure and nonlinear journey and life lessons that Alyssa shares as she has her own journey climbing up her own mountain. Listen in for info about what maximum potency is, going all in on your life, forgetting about a plan B, the journey of struggle and failure that leads to larger success, what it means to rip on life, and of course, what Lissa's perspective is on the soul. And before you dive in, I want to share that this episode is brought to you by Slingshot Wellness, a brotherhood and community in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, that brings holistic health and wellness together through monthly gatherings. Slingshot Wellness has put together their first men's immersion in late spring from May 31st to June 5th, and they have some really special workshops, practices, and quests planned for this five-night, six-day immersion into the beautiful and serene Keweenaw Peninsula of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. My brothers, this is an opportunity and a calling. Thank you and enjoy this episode. Cheers. Awesome. Well, yeah, again, thank you for being here, um, joining me on the trail to Summit to Soul Mountain. Um, I'm always so curious about where people come from, um, the lessons that they learn along their path, um, the biggest influences that they've had for um, what brings them to the mindset and, um, you know, their journey and their passions. Um, so to start off, um, I'm really curious right now about like what is most meaningful you most meaningful to you and present um, in this moment and in this new year. Yeah, I love that question. I was at the gym this morning, and somebody just said, um, "You know, how's life?" And this was someone I had never talked to before. And I said, "You know, I could tell he wanted like the real answer, not just like good, how are you?" And I was like, "Life is the best that it's ever been." And he said, "Why?" like really tell me. And I was like, well, for starters, like we're experiencing mega shifts in the business. And he said, what kind of business do you own? And I told him I'm a business coach, sales coach, and I help people with online conversions. And I said, but it's not even about that. It's like, there's a triple win taking place that I'm bearing witness to. And it's really humbling me um, because I create abundance for myself but then I also create abundance for my clients and then they create transformation for their clients as well. So it's just this ripple effect. And when you can step back and know that you are actively throwing little rocks in the pond, so to speak, it feels really good. Um, And so I just feel really lucky to be alive and to know the people that I know and to be working with the people that I'm working with and humbled that God would use me in the way that he's using me right now. And it's just been really, really beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Um, that level of like awareness to reciprocity and like how it like things, once you start focusing on giving and like really, you know, being of service and noticing that things are just going to come back and, and you get so much fulfillment out of that. Um, yeah. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. I'd like you for you to 
to talk a little bit about the services that you uh, you offer and how you um, provide such a gift to the world in your own unique way. Yeah, for sure. So my company, Maximum Potency, basically helps online coaches. And I like to replace online coaches with just passionate humans that happen to be online coaches, right? Um, it helps them scale to their first $100,000 year and beyond. Um, but that's really where my focus is right now. The majority of my clients have made those two or $3,000 months. They're already coaches. They know that they love what they do. And they're like, wait a minute, how do I do this full time? And maybe we'll get into this. Maybe we won't, but I had seven side hustles and then I had three side hustles and then I had one. Right. And it was like that whittling down and emerging of, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So to meet people somewhere in that process and really help them make it a no brainer to make their business, their main thing, um, is where I thrive. And we do that through, um, creating a high ticket offer. That's their highest level of service. And then we focus on heart-centered sales. So learning to sell that offer and share that offer in a way that doesn't feel pushy or there's no convincing. It's just Mm -hmm. helping the right people find you um, and showing them that you're the right person to help them. And then um, we go from there and we've got a proven product and a proven sales process and we do um, a funnel, but it's not a funnel like you might be thinking of. Like It's not a click funnel. It's not like 70 million emails that are spamming someone. It's just um, a place for your leads to go. I call it the incubation station where they can actually learn about what you do and warm up to you. Um, And then a presentation for connection. So do you want to get on a call? And on that call, what I teach is we're not getting on the phone with someone for the very first time or on Zoom with someone for the very first time and then telling them why they need to pay us. It's like puts them into fight or flight. And so that connection call is not a connection call where it's like, come to my connection call so I can pitch you. Um, It's truly about seeing them and hearing them and making them feel seen, heard, and loved. And then listening and seeing, is there something that I can help this human with? And if there is just at the very end saying, Hey, I noticed you mentioned, for example, you're trying to grow your business this year. Um, That's something I really know I could help you with. Would you want to have a conversation about that? And if they say yes, then you set up business conversation. Um, And so that's really the process that I teach and the funnels that I build are simple. It's a landing page, a video, and then an invite for connection. So that is the what, and we can get into the how if you want, but that is a nice Mm -hmm. little overview. So it's been really exciting. Um, Yeah, that's awesome. And what I love that I just kept hearing you focus on was that, you know, the genuine connection and, you know, wanting to like first relate to the people and, you know, make this genuine connection and offer help in a specific way and not just, you know, you know, sell something over and over again and and think of these people as, you know, clients. And I, I do, you know, appreciate how you translated the, you know, online coaching to, you know, passionate human being, because like, that's, that's what these people are. And, you know, um, and uh, yeah, I, I would love to hear about like your story um, leading up to how you you know, found this passion. And, um, I like to describe it as like our, our toughest mountain that we've climbed so far in life. Um, the toughest mountains are always so, um, treacherous and, uh, they always have the greatest views. So I'd love to hear about your mountain. Yes, it's true. It's so true. And, you know, I, I, what I wanted to say in summary is that like, it's really just helping passionate humans bring their gifts into the world and be compensated at the highest level for their highest level of service. Right. It's like this, that's what I mean. It's like this triple win and it's just been so exciting. So 
the reason that I teach that is because that was, that was my mountain. I was like, how do I do this? And so leading into what you just asked, it was like, I went to college for graphic design. Um, integrative media was my major. So it was more than that. It was like video and photo and layout and social media and marketing and a couple entrepreneurship classes. So there was a lot of seeds planted there. Um, I had entrepreneurial friends and I thought they were really cool, but I didn't think that I was one. You know what I mean? I I believed that I was supposed to be there to support them. And I was like, that's so interesting how that played out later. But anyway, I got a job out of school uh, at a ski and snowboard company and I had a no joke, a log cabin themed cubicle. Um, and I hated it. I was like, I was wearing vans and camo jeans and like Burton t-shirts to work. And I was like, I can't do this. So it wasn't even like the stuffy corporate job. It was like the rad corporate job. We all went out to Colorado, like once a year to snowboard and like, it was like, okay, this was in the Philly area. So that was like a, a nice trip, you know, to go on each year and I knew that it was me and not the job that sucked. Like it just wasn't a good fit. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to quit this job with zero, zero plan. Like I saved three months rent. um, And I was like, I'm going to travel for like three months. And my boyfriend at the time, he had three months off every year from work. And so we were just going to go snowboard and like live off the grid for three months. Like we had a slide in camper for our truck and it was great. It was going to be a good time. Um, And we traveled for three weeks. And then I end up ended up back in my hometown, very much walk of shaming. Cause I had told everybody like, um, oh, we're going to go travel. Like I'll see you in April. And it was like, you know, not even February yet. And I was like back home. I was like, Oh my God. So, um, I was crossfitting at the time and I was at the gym and everybody's like, what happened? Like, thought you were leaving. Like, why are you home? And these people are like in their thirties and forties and fifties looking at me like I'm crazy. Right. Um, and so I'm like, dude, I don't know, like our truck, our truck broke down. And so we just like are home and we're trying to figure out how to get Mm -hmm. back on the road. And in the meantime, like I'm going to work out a lot. (laughs) So fast forward, uh, you know, two, two weeks had gone by and it had revealed itself that we weren't going to get back on the road. Um, and traveling was a huge passion. Like that will come through again later too, but I really just wanted to be able to travel and do my thing and pay my bills and like not hate my life and feel stuck in a cubicle all day. Cause I love the sun. Um, and so like working seven to three or eight to four, those are like the best sunlight hours. I was like, I can't be doing this long term. This isn't good for my health. Um, I'd wake up when it was dark out, go to work, go to the gym, come home. It'd be dark out. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't live like that. So, um, I was going to the gym all the time and there was this woman who was a, a cop. Um, and she was just absolutely someone that I respected the heck out of. And she came over to me one day I was weightlifting and I was probably on my second or third hour of weightlifting for the day. Like I was just there I was in it. Right. And she's like, why are you always here? And I was like, I don't know, like, this is the only thing that brings me joy. That relationship that I was in was unraveling. I was like, jobless. I was like, whatever. I don't know. Um, And she's like, no, like, what are you doing with your life? And I was like, does anybody really know? Like, stop, like laughing it off. And she's Mm -hmm. like, no, no, like, I'm worried about you. Like, why are you always here? And I was like, I literally have nothing going for me right now. I quit this job. I can't travel. I was like, victim, 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 right? All this stuff happened to me. And she was like, well, you should be a CrossFit coach because you're really good at it. And you're clearly passionate about it. And I was like, they don't make any money. And she looks at me and she's like, you don't make any money. And I was like, holy, like, it was like such a light bulb moment. I was like, thank you for that. Um, And so I ended up starting my own coaching business, but I started it online. And this was in 2018, 2019. Um, 
you know, the end of the year into the new year. So I floundered like that. I just was a chick that was always weightlifting for like two, three hours a day for like almost a year with no plan. I was working at a restaurant. What I did manage to do was make all of the money I was making in half the hours. So I had like 20 hours of work and 20 hours of like trail running, weightlifting, Mm -hmm. hanging out with friends. Like it was awesome. I had my, I felt like I had my life back in a way. Mm -hmm. And so after that, it became a game of scrapping. I looked myself in the face in the mirror and I said, like, you're either going to get another job or you're not. And let's see what happens if you don't. So I played the, can I make rent game? I got that job at the restaurant. Um, and I started piecing together income in any way I knew how I had freelance jobs. I was selling stuff on Etsy, Poshmark, eBay. I was babysitting people's kids from the CrossFit gym. I would like anything to not have a job. I was doing it. And so about, um, a year of that. And I decided like, no, I really want to build this online business. Like this is my favorite out of the seven things I'm doing. This is my favorite. And so I had, at that point I had already hired a business coach and max out a credit card to do so. Um, and I had managed to sign like 20 clients kind of by accident. And so I had matched my almost matched my corporate income between just the restaurant and just my coaching business. Mm. So the two of those together were on track to actually have me getting a raise that year. And I was like, oh, this is super cool. Like I can waitress and do online coaching like for a long time. Like this is amazing. And so 2019 into 2020, we had no idea what was about to happen um, to the world, but I was like, this is the year I'm going to go full-time in my business. Well, March, 2020, my restaurant job closed. I was personal training. Sorry. I'm like all over the place with these little side hustles, but I was personal training at the CrossFit gym. And then I had my business and overnight I had one of those three jobs. And so a couple friends of mine said, Lissa, um, two of your jobs just closed. Like, do you want to move in with us? And I was like, yeah, cause I was making too much to collect unemployment, but not enough to really make it happen. And so I was like, Ooh, there's like a tension here. So I moved in with them and they were actually mentors of mine. It was a husband and wife and their two kids. And so I lived in their sunroom, like a room off of their house that had its own door. And I grew maximum potency to three times what my corporate income was that year. Um, and I was like, wow, this is crazy. And so I'll pause there. We can kind of dissect anything, but that led me into business coaching. All my clients wanted to own a business. Um, I stepped out of fitness coaching in there. I forgot to say this. Um, and I, I, the middle, the bridge was, I went from coaching fitness and nutrition to more like a be more intentional with your life type of program that included fitness and nutrition, but it also included lifestyle design. Like, how do you want to spend your days? Mm-hmm. And six of six women that I had in that program, they all looked at me and said, I want to own a business and I want to do what you did. And I was like, oh, okay. Call back on that graphic design and marketing stuff that I did and call back on all that coaching stuff that I did. Let's fuse these two together. Mm-hmm. And so maximum potency officially became like a business coaching personal growth brand. Um, and that happened late 2020. So late 2020 to now, that's what I've been helping people do. Um, I met my fiance. We did travel on the road full-time for almost a year. And now I'm li- I was living in Austin and now I'm living in Tucson. So there's been a lot. And like I said, we can go as deep as you want, but that was the path was, it was just like, nope, that's not it. Nope. That's not it either. Nope. Nope. Okay. This is it. And then how do I do more of this? And just weaving in and out of passion, you know, passion was the guiding light. It was like, am I passionate about what's energizing me? Okay. Let's do more of that. And 
not, it wasn't the cliche of like, do what you want and the money will come. It was at that point, it was still make money and do what you love. And then Mm -hmm. eventually they became the same thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So wild. So I know there was a lot in there, but that's, I tried to condense it never really works and uh, we can go into whatever you want to. Well, life is, is a grand story and experience, you know, and there's so many different parts and for uh, sure. And yeah. Um, I'm curious, like, was there, you know, there was, there was a lot there going from different jobs and having different conversations and like discovering what you were really passionate about. And then like, you know, committing to these different ways of, you know, doing it. And then especially with 2020, like that was such a drastic, like, you know, I can imagine you, you had some sort of stability with, you know, you're on like coaching then boom, you know, and it's like, um, like, was there a specific moment of, you know, I'm committing and there's no way I'm turning back from here. And, um, like if there was like, what was your mindset and, and how, how did that, that roll out? Yeah. So you actually just brought up three mini stories. So let's just tell them. Right. So the first one was when I quit that corporate job and I was living in a small apartment and I was working at the gym and at the restaurant and online, my parents said, and everybody in my family said, oh, this is just a phase. How long do you think you're going to do this for? Mm-hmm. And they, they thought it was cute. That was like the phase of like, how's your little business, right? And it, to me, it wasn't little. And so mm-hmm. I made this, I had this wall in my apartment that was covered in art and inspiration, like covered. It was almost like one big vision board, but it was like 10 feet by 10 feet. And so hundred square foot, you know, vision board, just staring me in the face. And I didn't live with anyone. It didn't matter that it was like taking up the whole living room. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like this declaration of in the middle, it said, not just a phase. It was mm-hmm. like, this is not a phase. Like this is my path. And so I, I stepped into, into it mentally there. I stepped into it physically when two out of those three jobs closed overnight. And I was lucky to have Jeff and Ashley, the husband and wife that mentored me in my corner enough to say, we're not going to let you give up on this because Mm -hmm. shit got hard. We're not going to let you go take a random job just because you have to pay the bills. We actually want you to live with us. And we made it a pact. I'm going to live with you for a year and only a year. And I'm going to bust my butt this entire next year and see where it gets me. And I am someone who was raised with a really strong work ethic. When so in that that position, I trusted myself enough to work hard for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually put a move out date on the calendar before I ever moved in, which forced mm-hmm. me to make moves. So that was the physical commitment. And then about months into living with them, I said, okay, I think I need a little bit more guidance. I had implemented everything I knew to implement and I still didn't have results I wanted. So I had another business coach named Graham, shout out to Graham amazing. Um, and he worked with me one-on-one for nine months and we, we deepened the brand and the brand story and the work that I was doing. So I went from charging 1200 for coaching to 5,000 to 7,200 in that nine months. Um, and as I was doing all of those hours and hours and hours of work and upgrading and creating that, it was very much a commitment. It was a daily commitment of like, Lisa, I'm not giving up on you and I'm not letting you give up on your dream and just putting one, one brick laying one perfect brick every single day and not trying to build the whole wall. So while it was drastic, it was also tedious. Right. Um, and I thrive in tedious. And so I was like, oh, this is my shit right here. Like you're mm-hmm. telling me like people don't know how to run the marathon. Like I'm the marathoner, right? When it comes to just like life stuff, I can get in there and do repeated tasks when I know what those repeated tasks should be. Mm-hmm. And so I really was able to own that. And then um, 
we were living in Austin after we had traveled for nine months and the business experienced a really slow season. And what happened was while we were on the road traveling, we did like a van life slash Airbnb hopping journey. My fiance and I, Zavi. Um, and so Zavi and I were traveling, but I wasn't focusing on acquiring new clients. I was focusing on serving my existing clients. And so business was kind of drying up the end of our travels. And so we took a lease in Austin to kind of recalibrate and basically all the business strategies that I had been using to acquire clients like stopped working. And I was like, what? So January, February of 2022, I was literally grieving the business as though it was over. Um, I literally thought, I don't know why this is happening, but if I can't figure it out, I'm going to have to go get a job. And so I actually got another waitressing job and I said, we're going to do what you are good at. And we are going to go work a waitressing job three days a week. And we're going to put our muscle into this maximum potency thing. Cause I'm not letting this thing burn to the ground. Um, and in that transition, I hired another coach and that other coach was the missing piece to the puzzle, which was the funnels um, and really anchoring into my heart centered sales process with that. Cause they funnels help you book more calls. You still have to know what to say on those calls and what to sell on those calls. Right. So I had had two thirds of the pie and the, the last third was the actual funnel. But anyway, in that season of not knowing about funnels and working a part-time job again, and really struggling in like March, April, and May, mm -hmm. I was driving to work one day. I was driving really angry. I was yelling at God. And I was like, "How you didn't bring me this far through a pandemic, through this, through traveling only to just like, let my business crash and burn. Like, I know you're up to something and I can't see what it is. Just let me see what it is. I was banging the steering wheel. I was so mad. And there's this moment of silence of just complete surrender. And I was like, Lissa talking to myself, not out loud in my head. And I was like, if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? Like truly like what's your backup plan? And I realized I didn't have one. I realized I had no backup plan and I had no, what if this doesn't work? And that could cause someone to panic. But to me, it was like a sigh of relief because I was like, oh, we're, we're all in here, like really all in. Right. And in that moment, I said to myself, all right, Liz, we're going to give this thing as much love and energy as we can. But ultimately, you can't work in a bar forever. I don't even drink anymore. I was like working in a bar. I was like, I can't do this long term. Mm -hmm. We're going to do this until like about the fall. And if you need to start another business, and stop business coaching, you can do that. And so what I told myself was, if your business doesn't work out, if maximum potency doesn't work out, you're actually, you're going to learn to lay tile and you're going to go get really good at doing bathrooms and like grout and like artistic home remodeling. Cause I have that creative visual brain. And I laughed out loud, like a belly laugh from my soul at myself. And I was like, Lisa, you're not going to fucking go lay tile. <laughs> like, get out of here. Like you're, you're on the path, trust the path, trust God, trust that you you're in the right place. You're going to meet the right people, all these things. And the rest of the summer, I worked that, that job, like it was a college summer, like where you're just like, it's a summer job. You're just like hanging out with your coworkers, chilling out. No, no, doesn't mean you're a failure. doesn't mean anything about you. Just be there. Just enjoy it. Just make the money, whatever. And in that surrender, I ended up finding the last piece of the puzzle, which it was like pulling back a slingshot. My business in Q4 of 2022 did more than it's ever done collectively. Like if you add up every dollar it's ever made, Q4 beat it. And Q4 alone has had me make the highest salary I've ever made in a year. And so I was like, oh, it's okay that I slowed down for six months to figure it out. And it's okay because now I feel aligned with what I'm selling again. People are getting results. I'm getting results. It's been amazing but it's that like licking the dirt man it's 
just the the humility that it takes to say I don't know everything and the humility that it takes to say it might not work out and the humility that it takes to say you know I am going to serve my heart out no matter what no matter if the side project or the full-time thing or this or that but this is important to me and just like having that groundedness throughout the whole process um, really kept me going loaded question brother I'm sorry no worries. <laughs> that's great yo I wanted to share two things with you one I wanted to revisit the slingshot wellness men's immersion that's happening may 31st to june 5th um, this year it's going to be fucking epic my brothers and i are putting on this retreat up in the very top of the keweenaw peninsula right on lake superior it's going to be a super great time to dive into intentional personal growth find connection and brotherhood and lean into soul potential as well as um, having a lot of fun, exploring laughter, um, being curious, um, and uh, a couple other um, special, special experiences. Um, If this is interesting to you at all, please reach out to me or Slingshot Wellness, my brothers Rob and my brother Bill, um, to talk more about it and find out if this is the right fit for you. Number two, is my weekend weekly yoga classes either saturday or sunday mornings at 10 a.m eastern i lead a creative vinyasa yoga class and i want you to be there if you're listening to this then you're really cool and i would love to meet you so join in for some yoga one day on the weekend Uh, subscribe to my newsletter to figure out which day that free online class will be enjoy the rest of the episode cheers um so much came through like yeah um one i i really love like you mentioned how good you're at at you know the repetitive stuff and and really you know like in in my eyes what i heard was that you create a lifestyle of it and that's like Mm -hmm. to me the the biggest like one of the the best ways to really accomplish goals is to like fully like embody and create them as a lifestyle not something that you're just like you know, half identifying as to like achieve something, but when you really fully embody these things and like break them down to the small tedious things, like it makes it one easier and two, it just becomes natural. Um, yeah. You know, and, and then two, like you, you know, and I want to highlight for what you do too, because like you are a mentor in, in the ways that you are to people and you help people create their business and like having hiring coaches and hiring, you know, people who help you stay accountable is so important for like moving forward. And especially like, I think it's becoming more normal to hire coaches in different capacities and different levels right now. And for me, it was like the longest time I was like, I got to do this shit by myself. Yeah, I got to figure it out. If I don't do it by myself, then I'm some like spoiled or, you know, people are going to look at me differently, you know, but it's like, and learning to ask for help and recognizing like that money is an energetic exchange. And when you, you know, hire coaches, like you're going to put that energy into it. Um, and so like, that was something that I kept, you know, kind of hearing you say and how like the accountability has been a huge thing in that journey. Um, and knowing that you can offer that to people is, is so powerful too. Yes. Um, for sure. And those investments always came back threefold and then some, 
But I mean, almost immediately I would hire a coach and then make three times the amount of money I spent on the coach. I'm like, what the heck, man? Right. Three for three now. It's not right. like, you know, it was a freak thing. Right. Um, and, and with that, it's like, cool. you notice, you notice those, you know, those returns and you get to combine them. Like you were saying, like you had yes. three, you know, different parts of the pie and you got returns from each of them. And yep. then you realized at a, you know, a certain point along the line, you can put them all together and then it's even more expansive. Um, yes. So that's a, a big thing to remember um, in the journey of just all of life that I'm always reminding myself of and relearning, you know, it's like, you think you got all the, all parts of the puzzle and then you're doing great. And then all of a sudden you get one more piece and you're like, Oh man, this is even, you know, more clear, you know? Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. And that's what happened. You know, it was like, once I had identified the gap, then I could mm -hmm. seek a solution for the gap. And then when I found the solution for the gap, everything clicked. It was like this big green light. Um, and the return on investment, when you look at it as a, a whole, not the mm -hmm. in parts is way more than three X. It's like 32 X mm -hmm. or something crazy. Last time I did the math math, I'm like, what? So like, this is the wild thing too, about hiring coaches and mentors. If they are do your coach shopping, right? Make sure that they're the right mentor. But if they're the right mentor, they are infinitely valuable um, because uh, tedious, right? We can all do tedious. Like when we think about growing an online business, most of us think, oh, I got to post every day. Oh, I got to make reels. Oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. But doing that and hoping you're doing the right actions versus having a strategy and knowing you're doing the right actions, proven actions, um, change the game and they make the tedious easier because you know, the tedious is the right tedious. It's not just tedious. Right. And it's kind of that whole concept of like, you know, practice makes perfect. No, like perfect practice makes perfect. Like when you practice, right, you get good at something. If you practice wrong, you're just going to get good at doing it wrong. So right. it's just super interesting the way that things grow, shift and change. When you change the inputs, you change mm -hmm. the outputs. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Um, well, I want to dive in a little bit of, cause I loved your saying, we were talking about it a little bit before, um, your, um, expression of ripping on life. Yeah. Uh, what, what does that mean? Where does it come from? And, uh, and yeah, how does that translate into, uh, people's lives? Yeah. So when I was developing maximum potency and outgrowing my original business, which was Lissa Scott fitness, um, I did this huge brain dump on kind of what I felt that I was here to do and how I was here to serve and what I wanted it to look like and feel like all of that. And I was driving, um, the back roads and I just had the windows down music up. That's my style. Um, I was back driving and I was like, you know, I want to create something that allows someone to live life at maximum potency, like to experience the human experience for all that it's worth, the highs, the lows, everything in between to live life with no film between you and the world or to live life with minimal junk between your skin and your soul said another way, like, however that resonates. And I kept coming back to like carpe diem, live your fullest life. And I was like, this is all cliche. People say this all the time that it causes zero pattern disruption because you hear it so much that you're like, oh yeah, yeah. She helps people live their best life. That's right. great. Right. And I was like, that's not it. That's not it. And so for the next week, I was just racking my brain for the language on how I wanted to say, like, get the maximum potency life out of life. And I was at a CrossFit workout, big surprise, um, on a machine called the Ski Erg. 
which is two handles that you pull down and you, you basically crunch your abdomen and pull the handles at the same time. Uh, it's a full body exercise. Mm-hmm. And it was not only was it the ski erg, which is a love hate relationship. It was an interval workout. So it was 90 seconds, max effort on the ski with a partner. Um, and wh- whichever partner could get the most calories in a given amount of intervals, won the workout hyper competitive gym that I was in, um, was working out with one of my very best friends, Ryan Beyer. And he is, uh, a veteran, but he was in the Marines. And so he's holding the ski erg. So he's got his hands up at the tips of the Y. If you can picture the letter Y, his hands are on the tops of the Y. And he is just screaming profusely at me for 90 seconds, like a normal partner, maybe every 30 seconds, like, that's it. You got this. Go Liz. Right. Not Ryan. Ryan's incessantly yelling at me. Let's go grip it and rip it list. Come on. Liz. Like will not stop. Like to the point where we get done this interval and the whole gym looks over and they're like, are you guys good? And Ryan's like, yeah, I was just cheering on lists. Like, I just want to win. Just let me be, let me, let me live my life. But he was saying this grip it and rip it over and over again. And I was like, rip on life. <laughs> so when the workout gets done, it was hell, right? It was so, such a brutal workout. It's like 90 degree heat, garage doors are open. I'm laying on the floor in a puddle of sweat. And I go, Ryan, thank you for saying that. He's like, oh yeah, no problem. Like I always cheer you on. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Thank you for specifically saying grip it and rip it. But I like don't have any breath because I'm like exhausted. And so I'm trying to get these words out. <laughs> it's like, what are you trying to tell me? And I was like, rip on my, like, that's it. And he was like, oh shit. Cause he like knew what I was working on. So that became the slogan. Um, that's like where it came from, but what it means. So my business was started because my dad passed away, um, when I was 15. And so when you go back to that chapter in my life where I was working in the cubicle and I was missing the sun, well, why, why, why did I care? Um, I cared because I realized how short life is and how the simple things like sunshine in a day or a strawberry in June or a peach in July, right? Like that is life. And if you miss it, like you miss it. And so taking this a layer deeper, I was thinking back about that. And when I was shaping my own self-employment and when I was shaping my own company, when I was shaping its values and shaping its mentorships and shaping all these things to the world and share, it all came back to life is short, live at maximum potency, rip on life. And my dad was like a, a biker. He died in a motorcycle accident um, and an artist and a hard worker. And he was also a weekend warrior. So he did work a nine to five blue collar, mm-hmm. um, but he worked only from nine until five, never stayed late, never went in early. Like he was like, oh, you got my 40 hours and no more, right? Hard boundary. Um, he would take his lunch break outside every day, like just very, um, very firm in not needing to work more than he needed to work. And when he came home from work, it was all pure, pure expression, pure fun. Like he wouldn't even cook dinner. He would eat like Elio's frozen pizza because he was like, eating's a waste of time. Like we got mm-hmm. shit to do. Like we have fun to have, right? Like, <laughs> I was, I'm not saying it's the healthiest thing, but I am saying like mm-hmm. he knew it was important to him. Right. Um, and or Friday, there was always a party at our house, Saturday and Sunday, same thing, always bringing people together, community. Um, I'm not going to say it was the most, most wholesome community. They were bikers doing drugs and, you know, mm-hmm. partying like crazy people. But um, that mentality of I'm going to rip on life for all it's worth. I'm going to have as much freaking fun as I can. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just enjoy 
this, the sunset Harley ride and a beer with my buddies. And, you know, we had a pool in the backyard. Our pool was always, just imagine this. I'm sorry. I have to go on this tangent. Just imagine that there's this house in a very suburban white neighborhood and you drive by it every Saturday and every Saturday from Memorial Day to Labor Day, there's like 12 bikers in the pool, tattooed, beer bellies, Budweiser cans everywhere. You're like, what the hell is going on at this house? Like that was our house. And it was Harley's in the front yard and a backyard full of biker dudes having a good time, like very bizarre. But anyway, this spirit of like rip on life, don't be a wimp, use your gifts, serve at the highest capacity. Some of that comes from my mom too. My mom is the service and the grace and the art um, as well. And so it's like this embodiment of kind of what my family is and what they taught me birthed into what I believe I'm here to do in the world. Right. And so just this metamorphosis of like, these are the experiences that I went through. This is what I took from it and taking my deepest pain of losing my dad and turning that into something good, Mm. right? Like that's the power of, of God of spirit is like, you can alchemize the worst shit that ever happened to you and turn it into the best shit that does ever happen Mm. to you. Not from a point of toxic positivity or denial, but actually from saying this pain is here to shape me and make me better and help me serve others and help me love in the world. And so uh, rip on life and love harder than any pain you've ever felt are my two life mottos. Um, and that's where they came from. Mm. Powerful. You know, I'm feeling I feel juiced it. up. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I feel, I feel your passion and your enthusiasm and it's, it's, you know, coming right through this, you know, internet connection and I feel <laughs> it. Um, uh, and, and I resonate with it, you know, and I, and I agree. And, um, and it's so important to remember that and, to you know, take advantage of the life and the simple things and, um, and you had to go all in. And that's something I'm learning in the past year and two years of just like, fuck it, you know, like go (laughs) all in, learn as much as you can, like be as true and accurate to like your heart as you can. And if you fuck up, own it and and keep moving forward like it's not it's not the end of the line and um you know um and there's there's so much joy and opportunity in in leaning into to those kinds of things yeah it's Mm -hmm. been a rewarding journey to say the least for sure to not let it stop you you know there's a a tattoo on my leg that's memory of my dad and it's a boat he was not a sailor um deep sea fisherman on saturdays at best right and so everybody's always like oh was he in the navy like you have this sweet and i'm like no 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 it's this whole before so salt water heals cuts salt mm-hmm. makes things buoyant right? that's part of the reason that uh you can float in the ocean easier than in a pool and when he passed i said to myself at 16 years old i was like this could either be the anchor that drags you down and allows you to just stay stuck in one place, or this could be the salt that holds you up and allows you to sail on. And it's really all a matter of your perception and all a matter of what you're willing to let the pain do to you. Like, are you going to like shove it in a box and pretend it's not there? Are you going to let it change you and move you? Mm -hmm. Um, And like, that was it, right. It was the full send. And so even like, it's so funny. I'm, I'm noticing like even things that I've named or put words to in the business. It's like, I call the mentorship, the full send mentorship, because it's what it is. It's like, we're not trying this business thing on, like we're doing this. And so allowing things to marinate and become real for other people too, has been just freaking awesome. I I get so 
passionate when I coach that I like start sweating. Like my fiance always says, like, I know you're having a great session when I hear you from the other room. It sounds like you're arguing with someone because you're so passionate. You know, <laughs> there's just so much energy in my tiny five foot two body that uh, just has to come out somewhere. So I guess it's here. And that's when it lands with other people, you know, yeah. <laughs> when, when, you, when you can feel their passion and especially like enthusiasm and playfulness and fun. And if somebody's loving it and laughing, like that's when people learn and, and, you know, see the, the lessons and the impactfulness from it. It's like, okay, playfulness is, is the key to, to learning in my opinion, you know? Yeah. Like if well, embodiment, it, right? Right. Yeah. 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 I love that. Mm -hmm. It's so true. I need to have more fun. I know you're probably like, what? But I, I also have a tendency to get very serious because I'm so passionate that I'm like, this is, this is I'm it, right man. There. I'm right and there like, with you. yeah, living with an open palm and not white knuckling is like a continuous surrender and a cont continuous lesson that keeps coming through. It's just like, okay, have fun, be serious, but also like have fun with it and be serious, mm -hmm. not just one or the other. <laughs> right. right. So yeah, wild. Um. Yeah. I, again, that, that rip on life, I, I resonate with that, um, so much. And, uh, and I got one, one last question that I like to ask all of my guests, um, and summit to soul mountain. Again, it's this journey of life and, and reaching our full potential as humans. And that, you know, resonates in my opinion, a lot with what you do, maximum potency and just like really, you know, fully sending it. And, um, so I'm curious, what is your, um, perception and of, of soul, what does soul mean to you and whether, you know, soul comes up in, in a different word or a different way. And I'm just curious, whatever comes through when, uh, you think of soul. Yeah, I just, oh man. So I have this relationship with the word soul and I have this relationship with the word spirit. And I believe that they're actually two slightly different things. Um, so spirit, I believe is the part of you that is eternal and lives on in other realms, right? I know it's a little mm. bit deep, but, um, lives that's on why, other realms. I ask it. <laughs> yeah. This is part of you that like, if you believe in heaven would be the part of you that goes to heaven. This is a part of your soul. that's actually completely, or the part of your being that's completely timeless, right? Mm -hmm. It is eternal. It just is. Mm -hmm. And the soul I believe is something that is actually bound to the earth plane. And so when you say mm -hmm. I met you in a past life, it's actually your souls met in a past life. Cause I don't believe that souls ever leave the earth plane. They continue to re-inhabit after people move on. Right. And so your soul and your spirit are two different things to me, but they're, they're kind of bound into one. They're both, it's not your mind. It's not your body. It's your soul and your spirit, right? It's the, the part of you that is the heartbeat versus the heart. And so having that distinction, I know is a little bit confusing, but I think it's beautiful because it allows space for saying things like, you know, um, people talk about like their karmic past and things like that's all your soul, your spirit transcends all of that, which is how we have light amidst darkness. It's your spirit. Right. And so I just think it's really interesting having, I didn't realize that I had that distinction until very recently. And I was like, this is crazy. Like it, it made such uh, sense to me. It made other things click and made other things like, Oh, that's why I think that's true. Oh, that's why I relate to that, but not that. And like all of these things, um, and I think a lot of times people get too attached to the idea of their soul and they get too attached to the idea of, oh my gosh, like 
you know, my ancestry and all of this stuff. And it's like, dude, 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 like your spirit knows the way to the light and just like, trust that your spirit is light. And that's within you too. Right. In addition to any of these traumas or past lives or brokenheartedness that might be taking place, like your spirit will transcend all of that. And so the soul is more human and the spirit is more supernatural. Um, and so I just like love both of those things and Mm -hmm. they both remind me of great things like your soul. I think your soul knows good rock and roll when it's, when it hears it, right. Your soul knows like the, the feeling, the, the embodiment type feelings of when you close your eyes and you picture home, whatever that means to you, maybe you picture a certain room in the house you grew up in, you picture a certain person or a certain smell. That's all your soul, right? That's all the earth plane. That's what I'm talking about. And so it's just like, been a, a really cool journey to have a relationship with both of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a. I love that distinction between the two and and how you explained it and and uh, it's always curious to hear how people interpret that question and where they go and uh, yeah that one, that one definitely was was uh, you know deep and and unique and I I really appreciate that and uh, and I resonate and I like the. Uh, the connection of you know souls being bound to this realm on earth here and uh mm-hmm. and the sensations of, of feeling it because a lot of times that's you know it it uh I, I i like it because it when i do have experiences i feel things that you know i feel like oh that's my soul coming through you know and it's sensations that are coming through my body it's a felt sense of mm-hmm. this world and this life um and then and then yeah tapping into spirit and like you know looking at that as you know this this transcendental you know opportunity and and where that's going to go and how those two things can be separate and both coincide here together you know in awareness yeah Um, well two things that i want to say here too is like um the meditation that you and i did earlier right and you said like imagine you're connected to the earth like my soul if mm -hmm. If my umbilical cord as a baby was never cut, my soul is bound to the core of this earth, right? Mm. And my spirit is upward and it's toward the heavenly realm or towards space um, or the moon or however you you relate with that. Um, But then taking it a step further too, there's this part of you that feels so connected to the earth, mother earth and nature and all these things. And this other part of you that feels like it's an alien here, that earth was never supposed to be home. And it's because you have a spirit and a soul coinciding in the body um, where both feel true. Right. And there's this beautiful, like distinction where both are true, but both are different. Right. And so it's like, it's just been a wild experience to say, yes, there are, there are laws of this earth plane that are just true. Mm-hmm. And then there are things that break all the rules. Right. And so the last thing I want to share is, um, my great grandmother passed away and she came to my aunt in a dream and my aunt is extremely spiritual and she's a great articulator. So she's telling me about this dream she had and Graham is the person that we lost. Graham comes to her in this dream and she starts giving sign language. Cause I don't know if you've lost anyone, if you've ever had a dream about them, but mm-hmm. My dad never speaks in dreams. My grandfather never speaks in dreams. I'll see them and we communicate, but it's never verbally, which is super Mm -hmm. wild. And so of course, Graham is not being verbal in communication, but she's signaling and pointing and like explaining things on a deeper level. And she says to my aunt, you're here now too. You just don't know it yet. Mm -hmm. She says time, there is no time. Time is not linear. There's no timeline. 
it just, you're here now too. You don't know yet. So the eternal part is just, it just is right. There's no timeline, but the soul is the one that experiences days and months and years and lifetimes and all of these things. So just tacking that on, it was such a beautiful uh, illustration that she was able to share with me and hopefully it gives one person insight and the rest of them might just laugh at me and say, that made no sense, but it's okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, I, I think about that, that sometimes, you know, just with, you know, my mind wanders and it's like, like, what the heck is really going on? You go into these concepts <laughs> and it's like, all right, this makes a whole lot of sense inside my head. And then you tell it to somebody else and you're like, you're a little, you're, you're a little out there right now. <laughs> Unhinged, you know? it's, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's like, take it down a notch. It's like, no, dude, I know what I'm saying right now. It's like, you just don't see, you just can't see what I'm seeing, you know? Um, oh man. Well, um, Lissa, thank you so much for, you know, this conversation. It was, it was a real treat. And, uh, I'd like to invite you to share about where, where people can find you and, and work with you and, and your, your projects that you got going on right now. Yeah, for sure. So there's two, two main things that I do with people. One is more, more so coaching and, um, having a relationship and, making that long-term six months to a year, um, because you really want to see business growth and you want my help implementing. Um, and that can be either group or one-on-one one-on-one is full. There's usually a wait list for that group is a little bit more available. We've got a container called hundred K by new year's day. Um, that will go evergreen later this year and give you all the tools to hit the hundred K mark in your business within a calendar year. Um, and then if you're someone who's like, no, my business is jamming. I'm actually like, I'm good on the coaching thing, but wait, what's this funnel thing you mentioned, right? How do I convert eyeballs into leads? If that's the piece of your business that's sticking, I do three funnels a month for various people who don't need coaching. They know what to say on calls. They just need to book more calls. They have a great offer. They have a great client experience. Um, and all of the mentorships, they include a funnel as well, but sometimes people just need the funnel. So the funnel is a three to four page website that helps your audience get to know you and then connect with you. Um, so those are the two things, mentorships and funnels that I do and maximum potency. My main hub is Instagram at maximum potency. So I'll see you in the interwebs. Righteous. And you also got a, uh, a podcast yourself too, right? Yeah, I do. The maximum potency podcast. I know I'm really creative with my naming. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. that's when, when things land and resonate with you, that's, that's, <laughs> it's nice and con- No, there's no confusion there. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Alyssa. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on the trail of Summit to Soul Mountain. It was a real pleasure to have Alyssa on here and to hear her story and her journey and her perspective on the soul. And I'm super grateful for you to be here to be listening and I'm curious what you thought. If you liked it, I hope you liked it. Leave a message, reach out to me, um, leave a rating on iTunes or Spotify or however you listen to this and um, share this with a friend if you thought of somebody at some point during this episode. Send it over to them. Keep being who you are. Keep going. Lean the fuck in. Go all in rip on life have fun and uh you're gonna get there wherever that is you're gonna get there just enjoy the journey 
enjoy the enjoy the climb love and chi y'all love and chi